Welcome to the Whitewater Podcast. Stay tuned at the end of the message for church resources and more information about Whitewater. For now, let's dive into this week's message together. My grandparents, with their relationship and their marriage, painted an amazing picture of mutual partnership. They just loved each other and they, they appreciated each other and elevated the gifts that each of them had. So, for example, like my my grandma was she was really gifted. She was gifted in math and communication. She was a really good teacher. My grandpa encouraged her in a time where there were some glass ceilings on women and what they could do and where they could work. My grandpa encouraged her to really use her gifts. And she became the first female draftsman in L.A. County. There's even a little street named after her, Novella Lane now. And then when my grandpa was feeling called to become a pastor, he was supposed to do a lot of reading, a lot of theological reading, and he had really bad dyslexia. So my grandma, who's a really good reader, would read to him out loud theological concepts, the books he was reading for seminary, and just helped him and elevate him into becoming a pastor so he could use his relational and, and really his gifts of faith and prayer. And they just absolutely loved each other and had such a, a, a partnership that was so mutual. Um, my grandfather, uh, when my gran- grandma died, the, the day after she died, he, he said this, she was the co-author of my life. So just that snapshot from my grandparents was a wonderful picture for, for me. And I think it's a helpful picture for the church and how men and women can, in mutual partnership, build the kingdom together and really help each other and love each other. We're going to be looking at a story where Jesus demonstrates appreciation, elevation of women, but really for the purpose of of mutual partnership between men and women. Let's look at the story in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. It says this, while Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and you're distracted by many things. But one thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. So here's the setup for this story. This is likely in a place called Bethany, which is not far from Jerusalem. This is in a home that's not wealthy. We know that because Martha is doing all the serving, all the cooking, all the preparation, which means they don't have a servant. So this is a humble home that Jesus Jesus has been welcomed into. And this scene, there's like there's this contrast. I think it's so real because it's between two sisters (laughs) and one sister is a little frustrated with the other. And it seems like I, like I can I could relate a little bit to Martha being, you know, when you're trying to get things done, you have your sister or a family member who's just sitting and, you know, lazy on the couch. You know, you could be a little frustrated about it. I know sometimes <laughs> my wife is always getting things done in our home and she'll look at me sometimes and I'll be like reading a book. She raises that eyebrow and it's like, oop, I'm being a little bit like Mary right now. But um, I think if we dig a little under the surface, there's a cultural thing that's happening here that's really important to know. What we're seeing here is Jesus is actually redrawing some boundaries of appreciation and elevation between men and women. Um, Although Martha probably wants some help from Mary, Martha is probably primarily upset because Mary is acting like a man. In the first century home, there were male spaces and female spaces, male roles and female roles. 
Mary had trespassed the invisible boundary within the home and within that culture. When Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, it didn't mean she was like idolizing Jesus. It meant that she was becoming a student to become a rabbi, a rabbi in training. Now, this is revolutionary. This is very strange in this culture. When Jesus starts correcting Martha to say that Mary has chosen the right thing, she's sitting in the room with the men. Martha's upset and saying she shouldn't be over there. Jesus is saying, you don't need to stay in the room of service. You don't have to stay in the room where the women have to be. I need you to be with the leaders learning to lead and teach about the kingdom of God. Mary is breaking the gender boundary and acting, well, like a man. Martha's embarrassed and mad about that. Now, Jesus was always teaching and preaching and healing to build this thing he called the kingdom or the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the world being shaped and reshaped the way God wants it, the way God has designed it to be. And most of the things we as humans think we know, we don't. And many of the ways of thinking, doing, and being need to be reframed by Jesus, who is the king of God's kingdom. So it's no surprise to see Jesus reframing the situation for Martha and calling Martha to break some cultural barriers in her mind and her heart so that that she can partner with Jesus to build the kingdom. So I want to give you three key things to see how Jesus is building a deeper appreciation, elevation for mutual partnership between men and women. The first thing is Jesus reframes place and space for women and men to partner together. In verse 39, if you remember the story, it says she had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. So Mary's with the men listening to Jesus. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. Mary is in the space where the men are supposed to be. Martha's where the women are supposed to be. And so like the boundaries being transgressed. It's really interesting when it says she's, that Mary was studying at the feet of Jesus. When we read that she was sitting at the feet of Jesus, it might sound like she was just like idolizing Jesus or just like learning for learning's sake and just kind of in awe of him. But culturally, that's not what it means. In Acts 22, 3 says this, Paul helps us understand this. He said, I studied at the feet of Gamaliel, which means that he was learning to be a teacher, a rabbi, a Pharisee who is a leader. N.T. Wright helps us with this quote. He says, to sit at someone's feet meant quite simply to be their student. To sit at the feet of a rabbi was what you did if you wanted to be a rabbi yourself. There's no thought here of learning for learning's sake. Mary has quietly taken her place as a would-be teacher and preacher in the kingdom of God. Jesus' reason for breaking these barriers shouldn't be confused with the reason our culture breaks barriers and addresses justice issues. Jesus doesn't break boundaries for abstract cultural reasons. He breaks boundaries or barriers that prevent things from being on earth as they are in heaven. Jesus is bringing the kingdom of heaven. He does it to demonstrate the love and design of God. He does it so people can see that all humans are made in the image of God. And God's future world is to be filled with image-bearing men and women equally partnered together. It's rooted in the gospel and the kingdom of God, not cultural fads. That's what I love about Jesus. Now, second thing I wanted to bring up from the story that's so powerful 
Jesus empowers both Mary and Martha by giving them the power of decision-making. Check this out in verse 42. One thing is necessary, says Jesus. Mary has chosen the better part and it won't be taken from her. Notice Mary has chosen. That word chosen means there's been a decision given to her. In this culture, it was a foregone conclusion that men inhabited the space of leadership and women inhabited the space of serving their leadership. In Jesus' day and age, women would never have been given an option, a decision to decide to be a disciple and potential rabbi, along with a a number of other limitations. There were certain choices they just could never choose simply because they were born female. If we only appreciate men and only allow men in the room where decisions are being made and power is accessible, we're missing 50% of the gifts, leadership, perspectives of God's kingdom people. The 50% missing are women. These are people made in the image of God, again, whose voices are being muffled or silenced. Gifts are being underutilized. Leadership is being squandered. Imagine how much more beautiful our world would be and the church would be if men and women were equally partnered in building the kingdom of God together. This is what Jesus was about. Jesus elevated and empowered women by giving them dignity, primarily here through making a decision, decision-making power. It's so easy to miss that if leaders are able to make decisions, that's where power is held. And if for uh, women to be able to partner with mutuality with men, they need to have access to those areas of decision-making and power. It was radical what Jesus was doing. Jesus was giving Mary and Martha the opportunity to decide to be part of the room where decisions were happening, where leadership was happening, where the future was being written. And they were invited to do it together with Jesus and the other disciples who were men. What a picture. I just think that's such a beautiful picture of the kingdom of God. Now, number three, Martha invited Jesus as a guest But Jesus invited Martha as a disciple and a leader. Notice this in verse 38. Martha welcomed him as a guest. Then in verse 41, the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted about many things. Listen, listen. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken from her. And he's he's inviting her into the room with Mary and the other men. Jesus Um, was invited and welcomed by Martha. And Jesus returns that by elevating and inviting Martha to maybe embrace her gifts, her perspective, her own influence and power in a way she's never been invited to before and to enter a space she's never been allowed to be in. Jesus looks at Martha and basically says, you're mad at this moment because you're worried, you're distracted, and you're trying to take care of everything, and you're trying to, to manage everything. You're managing your sister. She should be over here. We need to get these things done for you. And you're so distracted, you're missing a moment of cultural empowerment. You are every bit as much a leader as those others who are here. I want you and your sister to become rabbi, scribes, leaders of the kingdom of God. I want you to learn to lead beyond cultural barriers that exist. Jesus here is welcoming women to the table of leadership in full partnership with men to bring God's kingdom. 
Jesus partnered with women, valued women, recognized their worth, their gifts, their strengths. It wasn't about gender in the sense that the limitation, there's differences between genders. There's differences between individuals and and, uh, different people. But Jesus focused on gifting and value and worth, not like gender as um, as a barrier to prevent someone from building the kingdom of God. He empowered women, recognized and elevated them. Jesus helped break the cultural mold. He helped break the boundaries of space and place for women in his time and women to come in the future. No two people are alike. We're not saying that, you know, elevation of leaders and and women and men to partner together means that everybody's the same. You know, men and women are different and individuals are different. We're all uniquely human beings made in the image of God. Even if we have some limitations and distortions, sin sure gets in there, but we are incredibly valuable to God. We are valued by Jesus, every single one of us. And if you're more traditional in how your marriage or family operates or your personality operates, that's okay. If you're less traditional in how your your personality, your friendships, your marriage operates, you know, within boundaries of gender and those kinds of things, I think we look to Jesus to affirm and appreciate and elevate those around us to become more like him. Jesus stood with women and empowered them. And we should stand with Jesus in doing the same thing. And this creates a picture of partnership. You know, like it reminds me of, of Genesis, heaven and earth being created. And, and the, the idea of Jesus' prayer, the, our Lord's prayer, that, you know, that our world would be as it is in heaven. There's this joining of the two. And I think that, that that's a picture of men and women working together for the kingdom, whether it's in marriage or it's in friendship or it's in work or whatever it might be. It's that, that mutuality is so wonderful. Danielle Strickland, who's a fantastic leader, pastor, activist, she wrote this, and I think it just really captures what we're talking about. She said, I've experienced men and women working together, and I've been enriched by it. I've read of the impact women's empowerment has for the whole global community. And I remain completely convinced through the scriptures that true mutuality is the original sacred design of humanity. Men and women are meant to work together for the flourishing of the world. May we be a church. May we be a family. May we be individuals who appreciate and elevate women, who work in mutuality and partnership for the kingdom of God. And in so doing, that we actually become more and more like Jesus. And after listening to this story, we have the three takeaways with the three characters. We have Jesus, who really empowers and sees women. He allows Mary into the room and encourages her to take that position of leadership. And maybe you are like Mary, where you have entered the room and you feel God calling you and stand firm in that calling and really allow him to speak into your life and allow other people to speak into your life in that area. Or maybe you're more like Martha. I, I can relate to Martha who likes to get things done, but maybe sometimes don't, don't, doesn't see that giftedness in myself or feel kind of ready for that, if that makes sense. And I think God is calling us into those positions I don't think that it's discrediting if we have gifts to serve behind the scenes. Those are definitely important and just a big part of the kingdom of God as well. I don't think that's what Jesus is trying to tell us, but he is saying, step out in your giftedness and use that and you're welcome. And I want to empower you and provide a place of leadership. And so kind of reflect about those things in your home churches and your families. 
If you have questions, email them in. Uh, it is Mother's Day and we think of being a mom. I know I want to do that for my own kids. I want to see who God created them to be and be able to provide spaces for them to lead and use their gifts. And I'm so thankful for the people that have done that in my own life, from my own parents to the mentors, both men and women in my life who have seen things that I haven't seen in myself that were able to encourage and to provide space for learning and growth. And so, you know, we want to provide those opportunities here at Whitewater and just appreciate every person here and the giftedness that they bring and the unique talents that God has created you with. Thanks again for joining us this week. At Whitewater, we believe in creating an environment where you can belong before you believe. If you want to learn more about who we are and what we believe in, visit us at our website, whitewaterchurch.org. If you'd like to contribute to Whitewater financially, you can give online at whitewaterchurch.org give. Or if you want to get involved in blessing our communities or are interested in joining a home church, email us at info at whitewaterchurch.org. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.